Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 157, brought to you the week of March 8th. Sponsored by our patrons with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, Wesley Gill. Become a sponsor today at patreon.com slash GOK. Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison. My name is James Kennison, and this is my personal audio journal. Okay, so my last episode was called All Better. So naturally... Right after that, everything turned to crap. So, no, I um, I hate I hate depression. I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, I hate it so much right now because of the years it's stolen from me. And my daughter is going to be a freshman. No, I'm sorry, she's going to be a senior. Oh Lord be a senior next year and I quit my job because of depression when she was in third grade and I haven't held a job since then and I've been battling depression the entire time and I can only imagine what she must think of me so I don't know. I don't know what my son thinks of me either. My wife's good with me. But secretly, I don't know. Like inside, does she feel secure? Does she feel protected and taken care of? I doubt it. Anyway, um, if you can't tell, I'm in a down downtime i've had a loss of interest in stuff it's been very hard to make myself podcast um it's been very hard to sit and watch a movie or play a video game i've uh mostly wanted to stay in bed and it's uh that's it's like there's different phases that i get through and you can tell how dark of a place I'm at by where I spend my time. And bed is like the darkest. Now, luckily, because of my anti-anxiety pills, I don't have pain. I don't have physical pain like I used to. The last time I spent a lot of time in bed, I dealt with a lot of physical pain in my chest because of panic attacks. So I don't have that. But it's just simply the lack of anything to do. And all I want to do is sleep. Or um, or watch YouTube. And, um, you know, you feel like a bum. You just do. Now, um, also... Just to balance things out, I'm also trying to um, get to be a volunteer at this church we're going to. Um, in case you don't know, I mean, you guys know I, I I go to a church, a very small home church called Novation, and uh, we have a, a theater that we help out the the uh, neighborhood with and, and all that. But right now, my friend and pastor. And mentor David 
is uh, filling in at another church so that that church's pastor can take uh, a year sabbatical. So David's preaching in pretty much every Sunday, you know, and uh, we're, we've been going out there and I have noticed that their um, children's pastor needs help. And uh, I went up to her and introduced myself and, uh, you know, it, it came out that I was a, a pastor at Sheffield in Kansas City and um, that I went through depression and anxiety that took me away from my job in Florida. And and she opened up. She said, you know, she's going through a bunch of stuff, too. I won't use her name. And I, I, I haven't told the church. So, you know, she's, she, she lost her dad. And she's. And he was the healthy one, apparently, that was taking care of the mother. And now she's taking care of the mother. And she just recently had a baby in the middle of COVID. And um, she's uh, she's a little older. And so it was apparently a, uh, a process or a stress or, you know, I, I don't understand. I don't pretend to understand girl stuff. But, you know, when you have a baby when you're older, it's... It's not as easier. I, 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 I gather. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to, uh, help her out and, um, possibly even take, uh, one Sunday service a month so she can go and sit in big church. Because if children's ministry does anything very well, it isolates you from your church and it does a very good job. And, um, it's not just Sundays either. It's staff meeting because staff meeting, everybody sits around the table and they talk about what they talk about how the Sunday service went. And there's one guy that talks about the praise and worship. There's another guy that talks about the technology and the streaming and the, the presentation. There's another guy that talks about the preaching. There's another guy that talks about all of the ushers and the offering that came in. And another guy, you know, um, and then there's you, the children's pastor sitting there who has done all of those jobs by yourself. You, you put together a sermon, you illustrated the sermon, you found the videos for the sermon, you put together the song show or the PowerPoint for the, for the entire thing. You created games, you picked worship songs. You directed volunteers. You dealt with security and discipline. And you had to not only deal with the kids, but all of the parents and your volunteers. And does anybody ask you how your service went? They never do. Now, I will say when I was in Florida, my pastor was uh, the children's pastor at that church for 13 years. And his butt always asked, how did things go? And I always appreciated it. Um, it was huge. But nobody asked. And so it's very isolating. You know, not just in one way, but but multifaceted. It gets you from multiple directions. And I, I feel like that's what she's dealing with. 
Plus, with the pastor gone, um, you know, she's home a lot because of the kid and because of the mom. So she's disconnected in that way as well. And and now her pastor is gone. And so she's disconnected leadership-wise. And um, I kind of want to be for her what David is being for the church. And if I can help in any way possible, I want to. Um, unfortunately, the process has not been quick. Uh, I've met with her a couple of times. We even went to a, uh, a, a lunch for, for new members, you know, or people that are new, not, not new members, but new to the church and, uh, talked with her there. Um, but I haven't gotten any paperwork in the mail or, uh, email about my background screening or, you know, getting started or anything like that. So, I don't know how busy she is during the week, but um, anyway, I'm trying and that's, that's all I can do. And I think that's a big step for me personally um, that I feel like I can do it is a huge thing because uh, you guys have, have been with me when the, 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 the children's stuff that I wanted to do at Novation, but couldn't do. So, Though I'm kind of low right now, you know, uh, some good things are going on. Um, so anyway, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to NarthexCon. If you guys don't know what that is, I'd like to invite you uh, June 11th of uh, this year. You're in St. Louis, Missouri. We're going to have a live recording and meetup and you can find out more at nlcast.com just click the text at the very top of the screen that talks about NarthexCon, and you can sign up and and so far we we well we we got to limit the attendance to about 90 people because the place can only hold 100 and that leaves 10 for my kind of my people <laughs> like my family and uh, David and John and his family and, you know, my people, the people that I know are coming. Um, and so far we've got about 40 people signed up. So it's, it's, uh, it's almost full. I mean, it's halfway, right? A little, little less than halfway. But I'm really excited about that. Tonight, I did a podcast, uh, Red School Bus, with uh, a friend's kids. Uh, my regular guest host, James Steinklobber, was sick. And so I uh, we hadn't done a show last week, and it was my fault because I hadn't feel like it. I knew I needed to do a show this week. So uh, my friend Donna, who does... Um, a podcast called constantly under construction. It's a great lady. It's got a great family, great kids. And I asked her if her kids would be interested in guest hosting. I knew they listened to the show and, um, she was awesome. She sent me a video of her telling them the news that I wanted them to be on the show. <laughs> the younger one was like, yes, 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 yes. And the older one 
literally like put his hands over his face. I don't know if he was just overwhelmed or whatever. He fell out on the ground. <laughs> he couldn't, he was speechless. Well, we just recorded tonight and they did fantastic. They, they did, they did themselves proud, did their mom proud. Um, it was a great episode. Uh, just in case you're wondering is episode 75, uh, just look up red school bus in your favorite podcast app and go to 75 and you can listen to it. It, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I miss James, you know, uh, little James, my regular co-host, but, uh, it was fun to do something different. Um, so that was neat. That was very cool. Um, and they're a little younger, so they were, they were a lot easier to mess with and play around with and stuff like that. So it was, uh, it was good. And it, and I feel good that we did a show. Um, I'm a little worried about James though. Because I feel like he probably feels left out. Like I moved on without him. So I sent him an email. And uh, trying to be sensitive, you know. And I said, you know, hey, they did good. But we missed you. Looking forward to doing something next week. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it's just show business, you know. His his dad can fill in the blanks for him if he if he has problems. Because uh, when John can't do the show, I, I try to. And I feel like doing it. I try to get a guest host it's nothing personal you know it's just it's just what you do um random topic switch but um i believe a while back i talked about instagram versus tiktok and i talked about how instagram is the only social media network that kind of forces uh girly girlies on me like pictures and videos of girls. Um, whereas when I mess with TikTok, it shows me what I want to see, which apparently is babies. <laughs> I like hearing babies talk. <laughs> shows me a lot of those. Like babies saying smart things. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I love the innocence of youth, I suppose. Uh but um, there's these little kids that talk. I, I say babies, but they're kids and stuff. And they, they say things, and it's very funny. So, um, but uh, th anyway, I was talking about the two of those things because it was about my son. And which one should he be allowed to use? Because he had mentioned Instagram in the past, but we were at a... Uh, uh, a ceremony for him. He's being inducted. He was being inducted into uh, the honor society, basically at his school, his new school for next year, which was huge because I, I, uh, I don't care whose names on the, on the certificate. It says James Kennison. I was taking some pride in seeing my name <laughs> on a certificate for honor stuff. <laughs> so I was cheating a little bit. But uh, he had a had a girl come up to him that he had met during the some induction testing thing for for the academy, and uh, she's like, "What's your what's your snap?" And he's like, "I'm not allowed to have it." And I I don't know why I didn't hear snap. I heard Insta for some reason, and I was like, "Well, wait, let's talk about this." You know, let's talk about this. She was right there, and I said is this, are these the kind of friends you're going to have on 
on on there and he's like yeah and i'm like well there's no reason i see why you can't have it and then she um she was so cute i think she likes it so she dropped her phone you know as she was leaving and giggled at herself and ran up the stairs and you know like like on tv uh but i realized i had agreed to put him on snapchat and and i was like dude i what you know i don't i don't believe in snapchat man like what are you gonna do on it he's like i'm gonna message my friends i was like is that it is that all you know and he said yeah and i said okay you know i'm gonna allow you to have this but i'm gonna trust you to use it properly because i said dude you could use the internet improperly you can use netflix improperly you can use youtube improperly so you know don't just don't use it for for the wrong things and um and so i said now listen this is this is snapchat instead of instagram and he's like okay and i was like and you're gonna be okay with this all the way through high school he's like yeah i'm like good so i dodged a bullet i don't know if i really dodged a bullet or not but i feel like i did because i didn't want him on instagram and he had talked to me when he was younger about being 14 and getting on instagram because that's when jenna got it but i didn't i didn't i wasn't worried about jenna looking at girls you know or they're not going to push girls on her but uh worried about jay so anyway that kind of worked itself out so that was like an mmd moment made my day moment um today i did something nice uh first of all i picked up my wife at work which i've done for the last two days because jenna's car is in the shop again it's been in the shop three times in the last three months and some of it's been tire stuff um there was something leaking oil which caused a, a roadside stop and a and a tow um and then now it just sounds like something's missing out of the engine like a, like something came loose rattling around in there with the pistons sounds bad but i think it's going to be covered under warranty so that's good but anyway i picked up uh my wife and uh I was just sitting there and I remembered something that my pastor mentor friend David said at a sermon the other day, he was talking about how he deals with the homeless and how, even if he doesn't have any money, he will roll down his window and he will tell them, Hey, I'm sorry. I don't have anything, but what's your name? And, and he will introduce himself and shake hands with them and talk to them as long as he can before the light changes. Or if he's walking, you know, he'll chat with them for a little while and he, he says it just makes their day. And he suggested we try that. And I remembered that as I'm sitting in the car just randomly. And sure enough, uh, a homeless guy comes walking up to the car and he's talking to me through the window. I can't hear him. So I roll it down and he's like, Hey, do you have 50 cents or a dollar or something? And I can tell his eyes are all messed up. And, uh, I said, you know what? I don't have any change. Uh, I don't have any cash at all, but my wife might, and I'm here picking her up. She'll be here in about three minutes. If you don't mind waiting, he's like, no. And I said, hi, what's your name? And I stuck my hand out the window and he, he said, TJ. And I said, I'm James. Nice to meet you. You know? 
and he sat down and told me about the, the marks on his eyes. He, he had a black eye on one side and he had just a, a wound on the other eye. He says, yeah, I was hoping a guy changes tire down here the other day. And the guy, uh, was under the impression I took his phone and his keys, his car keys, and he started beating me up. He sucker punched me and just started beating me up. And and then he found his stuff. And there I was, you know, it helped the guy change his tire and just got beat up. He just left. I'm like, dang. He says, yeah. He says, uh, you know, he's we're just making conversation. You know, where, where are you from? Um, you from here? I said, well, I've lived here eight years. I'm from Florida. He said, I'm from Florida. South Florida. My wife, he says, well, we're trying, we're divorced. We're trying to get divorced. She's got my checks and something, some money, and I'm stuck homeless on the street, you know, because she is taking my money, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, about that time, Jen shows up. And uh, I said, do you have any money? She says, yeah, I think so. She hands me a five. I said, you got anything bigger? This is my friend now. <laughs> so I usually don't give homeless people money because, um, I just didn't, but I don't know something about that, uh, that, that precognition thing happening made me care about him. And so, uh, she handed me a 20 and I handed it to him. I shook his hand again. Like, well, I hope you heal up, dude. Hope, you know, good luck, that kind of stuff. God bless. And he was very thankful and grateful and went on about his business. I don't know, you know, if he spent it on the right thing or not. I think, I think it comes down to, I did my part and now is he going to do his, you know, and, and I'm not enabling him. I helped him. So, but I, I never do that. And David made me do it. So it's his fault if it didn't, <laughs> if it wasn't supposed to be done, you know? Uh, but yeah, I know a homeless guy named TJ now. And, uh, so there we go. Um, I, I think that's about all I've got for this episode. I'm sorry that it's been so long. Um, but when you lose interest in, in stuff, it's hard to explain. It's, it, it's, it's like all the joy of it is just taken away. And it's not hard to do. It's impossible to do. And I think I've said it on, I've said it on here before that imagine that you're at a theme park and somebody tells you your wife has died. And then they say, but let's get on a roller coaster. You could physically do it, but it would be the hardest thing in the world. It would be torture. The whole thing, every feeling, every thrill, would be so warped and twisted and jacked up and messed up because of what you were feeling. And that's what depression kind of does. Now I, again, haven't been feeling down on myself or physical pain. Like I usually do. It's just been the lack of, of, uh, getting anything out of it, I guess, or whatever, but you'd be surprised how important, feeling like doing something is it, it's it's it, I, I i want i feel like i need to explain it more because it's not like there's a bunch of laundry to fold and i just don't feel like folding it so i don't do it 
you know, it's not like that. It's, I don't know, just imagine your favorite thing going on a date, you know, or your favorite ice cream or your favorite hobby and what makes you enjoy it is just suddenly gone. And I guess that's the best example. Imagine, you know, you, you, I I don't know for me, you know, I like woodworking once in a while, but I haven't felt like it for a long time. And so woodworking right now for me feels like something that I've never enjoyed. Like that wouldn't even be a thing for me. And you might sit there as you're listening and say, yeah, I, I'd never do woodworking. I don't, I wouldn't even know where to start. Well, that's the way it feels for me, except I do. And I do enjoy it. I do want to do it, but I feel like it's the furthest thing from me possible. You understand? And, um, you know, podcasting starts to feel that way, even though I, in my guts, I love it so much, especially tonight, man. Podcasting with those kids was just, if you listen to the episode, you'll, you'll hear it. I mean, I was cutting up with them and they were, they were, we were bouncing back and forth with our jokes and they were just taking the stuff I said and taking it to the next level. It was hilarious. The, the words that they would say, the stuff they would reference, um, literally like one part of it, we started talking about, a, it was a story of a kid sliding down a slide face first, hit the ground. He said, I may have eaten some grass. And one of the kids was like, I ate grass in Washington, DC <laughs> just randomly. I'm like, Oh really? Yeah, it's at the Capitol. So I, I ate the president's grass. I'm like, why didn't you? Why did you do that? And he's like, we were hungry. And my dad was looking for snacks, and we couldn't find any. So I decided to eat the grass. I'm like, okay. That's a that's a seven year old boy for you. So uh, it was good. It was good. But. You know, I, I do have an appointment tomorrow with my crazy doctor and, uh, it's a phone appointment at two o'clock. So don't try to call me or anything. And, uh, I'm going to tell her that I'm having a loss of interest in stuff. It's, it's funny cause they asked my son, I, I had to take him to the doctor cause he passed out randomly and we wanted to get him checked out. He had passed out once before. Turns out he's de- dehydrated. Um, but she even asked him, you know, are you feeling sad, signs of depression, feeling sad, loss of interest in, in your, um, loss of interest in something, something fun stuff or whatever. And I'm like, I, uh, that's, that's me. <laughs> that's the way I feel. So, um, that's what I'm going to tell the doctor tomorrow is just, I'm having loss of interest in stuff and, and wanting to stay in bed. Part of it is being alone during the day. Everybody leaves. And uh, when it was at its worst, I was pretty much staying in bed until I had to go pick up Jay at 2.30, 2.45. And not sleeping, you know, the whole time, but just staying. And uh, I ran out of one of my meds that was supposed to help me sleep. But the dark side of the med was that it made me tired during the day. So now I'm off that because I ran out and um, I'm wanting to get up 
around 10, which is better. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to get a refill on that prescription. Uh, diet update. I forgot to mention that. I'm still watching what I eat. I'm still hovering just under 300 pounds. Um, haven't, uh, it's kind of been a plateau that happens when you're, when you're dieting. Uh, I'm walking every day on the treadmill. Um, I've gotten up to 20 minutes. Uh, I went from 10 to 15 and then 15 to 20. And, uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. I've been sticking with it. So I'm a quitter. I, uh, love to start stuff, but I like, I don't like to follow through all the time on certain things. So uh, diets are one of them. But um, I'll keep you updated. I'm past the excited about it part. You know, when you first start a diet, you're all gung-ho. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. You start a new program, spend some money on something, you know, you're all happy. You know, I'm done. I'm past that just it's just a pain in the butt now but i'm not starving um uh, but uh i i don't know i'm i'm feeling like i might need to get on weight watchers the app just to start counting calories uh cuz i don't know if i'm not if i'm I, I am eating significantly less but i don't know if i'm eating less enough you know what i'm saying like like I said, I, I eat one bowl of cereal instead of two huge bowls of cereal. I'm eating one sandwich at lunch instead of three. Um, I'm eating a sensible dinner instead of whatever I want until I bust. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. It, it, at least with a tracking system, you know you know what's going in and, and, and how much of it is and how much you have left and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know if you have tried a, a, a thing like Weight Watchers or some other thing. Um, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, so yeah, email me James at NLCast.com. If you'd like to hear me talk about a certain topic, James at NLCast.com. If you have questions, input, ask me anything. See if it gets on the show. James at NLCast.com. I'd like to enjoy, uh, enjoy, I'd like to, uh, encourage you to join our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash NLCast, where you can chat with other people that listen to the show. A lot of fun. Um, you can follow my Twitter, twitter.com slash NLCast. And then you can support this show. If you feel like it on Patreon, patreon.com slash GOK. All the funds go directly to supporting me. And uh, this is what I do for a living so far. So I would appreciate it if you would consider supporting the show. Um, Love you guys. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you later. Peace.